0: All right. Hey, everybody. This is our first episode of our HNB co- uh, podcast with Cosmo and Rivka. And so say hi, Riv. Hi. All right. So she's normally not on uh, camera and she's still not on camera. We're just doing an audio podcast. And so the, the whole idea behind this, say, so, well, what are you doing on, on a podcast? What's the podcast about? It's honestly, it's just intended to be more conversational and relational and personal Uh, You know, every day we have daily manna or when we do our daily bites, you know, we're going through passages of scripture. We're talking about particular, you know, there's a there's an order that we're going in. Um, This is more like if we were just um, we're just having a conversation. And so we're going to be talking about all kinds of things, but we want it to be a little bit spontaneous. Um, So what we've asked everyone to do is is uh, for you to send in. Uh, whatever questions that you may have, what do you want to hear us talk about? Topics
1: what you... of conversation. Right.
0: If there are or... things that – that um...
1: No topic is off-limits, but we don't choose what they are. They get pulled out like they're yeah. random.
0: And so I'm going to say, uh, yeah, no topic is off-limits. Well, uh, <laughs> I
1: mean, I would say no topic is off-limits. So people will send in their questions, and then if something is inappropriate, then you just don't do that question.
0: Right, right, yeah. right. But this
1: – no, but if you pull something out, like if there's like a thing and then it's random and then you have, you have, okay, here's your question. But if it's like something super inappropriate, yeah. we're like, oh, spend again, only yeah. because it's inappropriate, not because it's something that we're like, eh, I don't feel like talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, so that's what we're going to do. So if you have questions about life, about, um, about us, um, about ministry. Um, ministry, about theology. Um, Yep, spirituality, marriage,
1: spirituality. <laughs> um,
0: raising children, um, sports, Rib knows a lot about sports. So much. And she loves to talk about sports.
1: It's like my thing. Yeah.
0: So, um, or, or the 80s, if you want to talk about the 80s, you've come to the right place. Welcome. And uh, so, so that's kind of the the. Uh, did I miss anything? I, don't I mean, think so. so yeah, we could talk about spiritual things. If you have biblical theological questions, look, I don't like to talk about. Uh, or I, I get, I don't like to talk about controversial things, <clears throat> but I can. I have opinions. What I don't want is, <laughs> I just don't want a bunch of people. I don't want a lot of uh, pushback. Angry people. Yeah, but
1: people naturally get angry. Yeah. That doesn't mean. That we have to pay attention to that anger. That's right. If they are angry with something that we have said, or that uh, they have a um, an opinion, then that can be one of their questions that they yeah. send in, and we can answer that then.
0: So you may or may not agree with everything that we say, and that's I all right. Think lots of people we love you disagree. too. <laughs> all right. So,
1: so Antonio is gonna like draw a question and throw it at us, and that's what we, unless it's inappropriate, and then we will discuss that. Like you know, anything. And we have no problem having conversations. It's probably annoying for most people who are friends with us.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that we're going to have to, that I am going to have to get good at is waiting for you to finish talking before I interject so that it's not chaotic.
1: Hmm. This is a beautiful exercise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Give us a question, Antonio. All right. All right. All right. right. Um,
0: how did God bring the two of you together? All right. How did God bring the two of us together?
1: I think some question if it really was God. No, I'm kidding.
0: No, no one's ever questioned that. No, right from the uh, so. i i mean I, it's
1: such a long it's a long story. story that's okay
0: that's okay so i grew up in florida and riv grew up all, all over, over the world right in uh california. Born in
1: california lived in new york moved to missouri moved back to new york moved to israel came visited new york moved to missouri moved to california moved back to missouri married you
0: Oh, you moved to Minnesota for a little bit. Too.
1: Oh, I lived in Minnesota, yeah, that's true.
0: Then back to California, then Went to Missouri. Greece
1: for several months during the Gulf War. I lived there and went to high school there for a bit.
0: And I was in a small town in Florida.
1: With like one stoplight. It was awesome. And a piggly wiggly.
0: I couldn't wait to get out of there. She wanted to get out of the city and move to the country.
1: Yeah, I grew up, I mean, I was in Jerusalem. I mean, the smell of carbon, di- carbon dioxide, like, remind, like it gives me that warm, cuddly feeling that like chocolate chip cookies do for some. That's
0: what cow manure does for me. Oh. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. That's nice. So, no, that's so yeah, my dad was a prison chaplain in uh Central Florida and then her dad uh was uh was a minister had, he and his well going reaching the Jewish people, he started one of the first Messianic congregations in uh the Southern 19th. California in uh, 1973 uh mm-hmm. and uh, so she was born into that.
1: Yeah, I was raised in messianic ministry. It's what I knew. It's what I've always known. What was weird is when we got married and we were in church ministry. Yeah. That was strange for me. But I think that was a learning exercise the Lord was showing me about the other side of things.
0: Right. So one of the and one of the interesting <clears throat> things kind of about the 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 Lord fitting us together is this unique um background where Rib's family isn't um isn't Jewish in a in a uh, you know Genia or DNA, DNA way um, And uh, but she grew up like immersed in well, I
1: didn't know I wasn't Jewish until I was 12
0: Right, so and so when I thought you were yeah, I was 12 or you were 12 12? Or 13 one of those two and so So now was I, I
1: 13 and you twelve.
0: I was we were both 13. I thought
1: okay. We were both 13 It doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, so so she found out she wasn't Jewish. She just assumed she was Jewish when she How was 13 any different right and I grew up so my father came from Italy um, his mother was Jewish his father wasn't and when my dad gave his life to the Lord in, the, in 1961 um, he uh, was expelled from his home um, and uh, and then eventually he, he led his family to the Lord but I grew up in my dad uh, we were in the Assemblies of God and grew up in in small Assembly of God churches in, in Central Florida um and didn't find out till I was 13 that we were Jewish. Now my dad was born in 1941 in in a small town in southern Italy. So he was born there during the during World War II. And so he was told by his mother at a very young age don't to, not to tell anyone that, they're, that Jewish. they're Jewish because it was dangerous. So my dad <laughs> takes me into his study at the house when I was 13. And he says, you know, hey son, I'm gonna tell you something, but don't ever tell anybody. And I was like, okay. And he was like, um, we're Jewish, and uh, but for your own your own protection, don't ever tell, don't tell people. Keep that to your safe. We're in the safest place in the world to be Jews here in America. But the persecution always returns.
1: Yeah, I've thought of that a lot. How he was really like real strong about that opinion, considering how much or considering how much anti-Semitism is now growing in the mm-hmm. country and. And so it starts to feel dangerous again.
0: Yeah. So, so, and I was 13, and I, would, and I was like...
1: I don't think you cared.
0: I didn't know what to do with it. I was oh, okay. Like, this doesn't... I mean, yeah, we did little things. You know, he took me to Passover Seder. But it wasn't part of my upbringing. It didn't change anything for me. It was central to Rivka's upbringing. So here uh-huh. she was. Here I am Jewish growing <laughs> up in the church, and I understand church. I know all the hymns and all of this, but I have no... and not a real deep understanding of, um, our Jewish background. Whereas Riv, she didn't know any of the hymns, but I, she could, I still, I, she still doesn't. <laughs>
1: yeah. I really, like I, I'm, they sound pretty Yeah, I, I like to read them. I mean, I love to listen to them. I just yeah. don't know the words and you know, like all the words, all the verses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so, so here she's not, she's not Jewish, but she was raised in the, in a Jewish world. And I'm Jewish, raised in a Christian world, mm-hmm. and the Lord put us together. So there's an understanding of where the other comes from. In a yeah, I mean, I way.
1: grew up in um, well, I was born. My parents were already in Messianic ministry, and they were already uh, congregational leaders in LA. And so then we moved to New York, and they pioneered in New York. And all I ever knew, I mean, when we did Christmas, it's not that we didn't do Christmas. It was just like two days um we would go and get a tree like two maybe two days before christmas and then it came down like the day after christmas Mm -hmm. until we moved to israel like once we moved to israel like christmas was a thing right and so that was fun for me because it it had never been a thing before um i mean we of course acknowledged it and there was nothing wrong with it it's just that in being in jewish ministry in the 80s you're dealing with a lot of um uh jewish people that would find it very difficult especially since we were only 40 years past the world so, and War what too. was the
0: attitude toward it in israel toward they thought christmas it was great it was
1: like a, it was like in the movies and they gave away free christmas trees because their whole economy is tourism and their whole touristic uh is to christians so they didn't have a problem with it they don't care they um I mean the tour guides on the buses know the bible forwards and backwards. It's not something I think I never picked up that they felt threatened by Christians doing Christian things. Right. It's when Jews started feeling the pressure to do Christian things that that might make them feel uncomfortable. But we would get a free tree every year and they were really interesting. But um <clears throat> we like would then get- one
0: year you have to like like tie a top and a bottom. Yeah, we of the opened tree it because they'd be
1: all tied up and stacked in these piles, and you would go and you would pick yours up. And we got home and we untied it, and we had the bottom half of a tree. So I think my dad went and got like another one, and we tied them together, and then we cut some of the branches on the bottom and used them like feller on the top, something mm-hmm. like that. It was a real, um <clears throat> it was a real like old fashionedy kind of Christmas. Right. um But the neighbors were all super excited and. We once had all our neighbors over and my dad printed out all the Christmas carols in um, Hebrew and in English so they knew what we were singing about and it was all it was all Jesus centered. And they thought it was really neat. They loved the Christmas tree. They were like, Oh my gosh, it's like the movies. Because <laughs> they see it in the movies, they see right. it on American television. And so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So when I was a kid, you know, of course we sell I I knew the year and where we were in the year based on the Jewish holidays. And so, and uh, Passover was my favorite holiday because it was the biggest and, and in a, um, we'd go to these, you know, inns, like it was the windmill inn, but it was mm-hmm. more like a, like a banquet hall sure. in a restaurant kind of a thing. And all the kids would play together and everybody had the little Slater plates and then we all ate together. It was tons of fun. Yeah. But I didn't know that I wasn't Jewish until, um, I was on a youth, we were, we had our youth group. And we were doing something because most of the kids that came to the congregation were Jewish, like in our youth group. I can't think of anyone that actually wasn't Jewish. Other than you and your brothers. <laughs> but I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know we weren't Jewish. And so we were, we were talking, and I'm, I don't remember what I was saying or what I was doing, but this individual, they, they didn't mean to be damaging, but it really affected me for like
0: a long time. A
1: long time, a really long time. Um, but I was talking, whatever, and the person just really snapped at me harshly and just said, Rivka, you're not Jewish, and it it was so stunning. Um, I was like, Wait, what? And I had, I just didn't know
0: if you've uh, obviously, most of you have seen uh Rivka. If you've seen her, um, she's beautiful, by the way.
1: Okay, Um, that's not what this podcast is about. Well, it's
0: about how we met, which, by the way, okay, um, keep going. uh, th- but she's got dark hair and dark eyes and she's got the name Rivka.
1: I used to joke that I was going to write a book and say, my name is Rivka and I'm not Jewish. You live my life and turn out normal.
0: Right. Cause, you know,
1: cause everyone just assumed I was.
0: So when she, when they moved to Israel when she was 14, uh, and she introduced just in introducing herself, hi, my name's Rivka the assumption was you're Jewish. They almost felt like by telling her name to them and looking like she looked, she was lying to them, Well, people,
1: Right, so when people found out that I wasn't, because I didn't walk around going, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Jewish. I just said my name and I made friends. But when people found out I wasn't, um, they did feel like I I had sort of deceived them. Um, But that was never my intent. Uh, And internally, I really felt Jewish. I never didn't feel... Jewish, and which is why um, when I came back from the United States after living in Israel until I was nineteen, um, I had to make a decision, and I had to f- discover was my value based in me being Jewish or not Jewish, or was my value based in who God created me to be? Yeah. And my value and my worth. There was nothing less about me because I was Greek and English and Welsh and French Canadian, French Canadian, mm. and all that. That was so. I became. I I learned. The lord walked me through that to where he i was proud of who i was right and um you know so.
0: you know that's like and, and we'll we'll tell our story here in a second but you know it's one of those things where um when yeah. like when i talk to you know they felt deceived by you telling them your name and so one of the things that when i talk to someone who's not jewish and they ask me if i'm jewish Um, One of the things I always try to do is be authentic and honest with them and I'll say, you know, yeah, uh, I'm Jewish genetically, but I wasn't raised like when you think Jewish, you may have a different. I was raised in church. My dad became a believer in Jesus and Yeshua before I was born. And so I don't want you to have different assumptions that maybe we were raised yeah, the same I understand. way.
1: I understand what you said, like when you do that, and I understand why you do that, because it, make, it helps you feel more authentic. But I don't think that most people realize that how many Jewish people are around them and— they are not the stereotype that people think they sure. are. How many people are like, I don't even know anyone Jewish, and I'm like, I bet you know tons of people that are Jewish. They're not just—they're just not telling you they're Jewish. Well,
0: well, the key for me, I guess, in that is—is is I don't ever want someone that I'm—I'm I'm wanting to lead them to freedom and life and to—and to truth, and so I don't ever want them to feel. Um, that I would that I tricked them. So by laying that out there, then we can just go forward and it's never been a problem.
1: I just growing up in Jewish ministry though, uh, there were plenty of people that discovered they were Jewish later in life and no one was like well you're not really Jewish because you were like 30 when you found out there was no discussion like that it was just hi my name is such-and-such and, such, and if they're like are you Jewish and you're like yeah that's it that's well, the end of it But like
0: I remember here like I was at one time we were here in in Surprise we live in Surprise Arizona and we were here and um, uh, I went I went to meet I had met this uh, Jewish couple and then they wanted to have breakfast with me and I go and I sit, I meet them at like Denny's. And when I get there, there's like 10, they've got 10 of their friends, all these senior citizens from Sun City. And, um, and so they're like, you know, anyway, that's not the story today, but, but, uh, I sit down with them and as I'm talking to them, they're like, so you're Jewish. And, and I, and I, and so I said that very briefly. And so then as I, a lot of times Jews feel that the Jews that have, that believe in yeshua have somehow in the past these older generations have felt like they betrayed their their people in doing that and so knowing that i had been raised to um believe in yeshua they gave me um more they didn't see that somehow i had betrayed my people in that regard. And it mm. allowed for a really good conversation and really well, their uh, children, the defenses didn't go right. up. Well,
1: their children were married to Gentiles and celebrated true. Christmas. That's true. I mean, they just don't care. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like they don't, if someone is going to be open to the gospel as a Jewish person, you know, what is it like 90% of Jewish people, they get saved, go to church, Right. you know? So it's not an issue of that, that level of betrayal or understanding or, um, I mean, of course, it's out there. Sure. You have different types of Jewish people. So you have atheist Jews, you have secular Jews that go on, you know, like Easter and Christmas Christians do, you know, and then you have people that are more orthodox, but typically the people who are more orthodox, like they're not interested because they have what they have and it's intentional. Right. So those people that are interested in listening, because you've met with those people that you're talking about. For forever, now. for years now, years and years, years, you're gonna be, and they're not interested. Yeah, just in ha- the gospel.
0: Yeah, I mean, we still meet? But, but uh, right,
1: yeah, you do. You have conversations, and they love praying to talk about, that one of these
0: days that that uh, right? the, the but door But they will have,
1: open. they they have. So for those people who are not, um, who who are not in Judaism or they've left Judaism being jewish is i mean that when when a lot of jewish people are uh, buddhists a lot of jewish jew
0: they call them the jew,
1: right they're not like well i don't know if the person who i talk to about this isn't jewish then i don't know if i'm interested in what they have to say well yeah they're looking for more
0: well historically though there's been and for a number sure, of reasons historically, it, there's right. been more animosity but i'm toward, talking
1: about like right now
0: yeah so 1996 <clears throat> it's 1996 the summer of 96 and uh, I've torn so long ago. and I've, I've just graduated Southeastern University in Florida and I'm moving to Springfield, Missouri to go to AGTS. Um, and I get to Springfield and at the same time what I don't know is just at the very same time Rivka has moved to Springfield from California because her dad is now gonna be what they call the missionary in residence professor at the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary, uh, for this year. And so it turns out that's where I'm going. I've just, I'm just, I've gotten to Springfield to go to school there. I've torn my ACL that summer. So I'm in crutches. I get to Springfield, have surgery. And so, um, when, when Riv's dad first met me, when Dr. Gannon first met me, I was on crutches and, uh, and he actually later told this story that did, what did he say to you? That he, when he saw me in like the, in the elevator on the crutches.
1: He said that he was just impressed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Something about, he didn't know what it was about you, but right. it was something.
0: Right. there was something that, and, and so, um, so that November, November of 96, there had been, there was a big revival going on down in Brownsville, uh, Florida. And, uh, and so we at the school, I mean, there's a, apparently a big one going on right now in Asbury, Asbury university. Um, but there, there, this had been going on for years. And so as an, as a theological seminary, um, the, the school put together a trip for all of us to go down to, uh, to Florida. Like we rented a, a you know, a bus and we all went down. And so I go down and. Um, Rivka's mom was actually on that trip. She just apparently, the only impression, she just heard this kid in the back that just wouldn't stop talking the whole <laughs> the whole trip. I think that was me. And um, so we get back from that trip. And then one day uh, we're going to, uh, we, we come out of class that morning and I'm walking to go to chapel with my friend. And we get to the chapel and they say, hey, today we're actually doing an extended chapel to talk about this, um, to talk about uh the trip to, to Brownsville and talk about the revival and what we all experienced there. And so you can go and get your food and we're going to eat in chapel today and and discuss this. So I was like, okay, so my friend Soby and I went, uh, went, uh, headed toward his apartment, which was right next to the school to grab some food. And as we're walking, there's this entourage of people that I see coming. And right in the middle is the most beautiful girl And I'm, it's November now. I've been here since August and nobody, you know, all the, nobody had really caught my attention. And all of a sudden I see this girl and, and, uh, they, I don't, I didn't see anybody else. I don't know who else she was walking with at the moment. I didn't see any of them. I just saw her and we walk past and and my friend Sobi and I look at each other. We're like, who was that? Um, and so when we get back, we go get the food, we come back and she's standing outside the chapel. And so I was like, uh. So I walk up to her and said, uh, um, "You know, we can eat because she's standing outside eating." And I'm like, "You know, you can eat inside." And uh, and she's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm fine. I'm 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 uh, I, I'm fine eating out here." And I and so I know. Look, I know she doesn't go to school here. I would have known by now if she went to school here. And so I said to her, <clears throat> um, uh, "I'm like, do you go here?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, my dad's a professor here. Uh, Doctor Gannon's my dad." And I was like, "Oh wow!" And uh, and so I said, "Well." And so that I was like, "Well, we're going to go on in." And but you're you can come in. She's like, "No, I'm fine." So that was uh, that. That was on a Tuesday. Um, and uh, and then a the couple days later, we had uh, the student government at AGTS put together a soup day, and um, and so they like where we all ate together. Well, that day it was International Foods Day. And as we walk in to eat, my friend Sobi, his name is Matthew, but his he called he's from India, and his house name is Sobi. And uh, he see he looks and he goes, "Hey, there's Dr. Gannon's wife." Now, see, apparently he saw the whole entourage. I didn't see the whole entourage. I wouldn't have recognized her from anyone because I didn't see anyone but Riv. And uh, so he goes, "There's Dr. Gannon's wife." And I go, "Hey, let's sit by her. So maybe his daughter will show up." And so we go and we sit down, and and uh, and I'm talking to her, and then. Rivka comes in and sits across from me. And it was like, I mean, I was pretty excited. And uh, so we're talking and uh, talking about all kinds of things. I find out at the time I, I hadn't killed sports for her yet. So she liked sports. The Yankees had just won the World Series. And uh, we were talking about the World Series. And she was a 49ers fan. And and uh, and uh, and she was hilarious and beautiful and uh and she, I, I, couldn't. I just was smitten. I don't think I left any impression on her.
1: However, I do remember you talking about what you wanted to name your son one day. Yeah, right. So I had no choice there.
0: Well, but, but here's what she was so what what was so cool though. She said, because um, because you know." At this point, I go by Cosmo. My name growing up, I'm Johnny Cosmo Panzetta Jr. I've always been Johnny, but I get to AGTS and I'm 21 years old and all these people that are, they feel way older uh, because they're in their 40s, which now is not actually that old. And, And so I felt uncomfortable correcting them when they called me John. So I switched to my middle name, Cosmo. So she said, so Cosmo's an unusual name. And I went, well, actually my name's John Cosmo I'm like you know it's my dad came from Italy his name's Giovanni uh but he changed it to John I said can you imagine if I would have grown up with the name Giovanni what that would have done for me and she goes and uh she goes I don't know about you but I think about a guy walking around with the name Giovanni and I just think girls and I was like, man, that exactly like I would. Have. Yeah, and that was
1: Giovanni, total magnet for girls. Right?
0: No, right? <laughs> it turns out that that did. He, he was the
1: coolest, smoothest dude.
0: But he got he got the one. He did. He, he got did. the one. Just got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, so that's what she remembers about me. So so as we're leaving, um, the uh, I I leave and there she I see her and my friend said, hey, you should invite her to hang out with all of us because we had a group of guys and girls that hung out and. And so, but there she's standing, and she's next to her dad and the vice president of academic affairs and the president of the seminary. And I was like, I'm not walking up there to ask her to hang out with us. And so I missed my opportunity. And uh, and so the uh, that was November. I remember when I got home, uh, went back to Florida, and then and when I wrote in my journal in uh, as New Year '97 was beginning, I mentioned. Uh, that I had met this one girl named Rivka, and that was about all I wrote because she had really left an impression on me. but January began and uh, and uh, I hadn't I didn't see her again, and I couldn't get her her face out of my mind. Um, and so there was this not to, there was this other girl that I started seeing from one of the local colleges and she was a nice girl um but there was not, you know not not a lot really there. Um, and suddenly, in skip ahead to March, um, it's March and late March, and I'm hanging out with my friends, and my friend Ed comes in the room and he says, hey, uh, he goes, hey, tomorrow morning, there's no class, Dr. Gannon doesn't have any class tomorrow morning. It was like a 7.30 a.m. class, and I was like, what do you mean he doesn't have a class tomorrow morning? How do you know that? And he said, well, his son actually just called, called me and told me there's no class. And I go, hey, maybe his daughter called me. So <clears throat> I'm driving home that night, and uh, and I get to my my little apartment. It was a basement apartment. And I go down, and I check my answering machine. And uh, it's my mother. And my mother says, Johnny, uh, you got a call from a Rivka Gannon uh, telling you that there's no class tomorrow. And I thought, she called my mother? What in the world? She called my house in Florida? That's weird so that uh so you want to tell about that
1: well my dad had given me a list and i needed to make the phone calls so he'd
0: split it right between you and your brother
1: yes he had split it thank you so uh my father had given me a list and he split it between my, me and my brother because he wasn't feeling well he wasn't going to be there and so i was calling everybody and i looked at this phone number and it uh wasn't working i kept dialing it and dialing it it wasn't working and then, um, and then being an international person, I know what a prefix is. I've it's how he dialed all numbers, in an unless area you're
0: code an is area. what the Americans call it.
1: Oh, an area code. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but anyways, unless you're in the United States, anywhere you call, you pretty much mm-hmm. have to use one. And so, but I, for whatever reason, I just I had a blank moment, and I didn't know what it, those three little numbers were, and I thought to myself, well, maybe this will make the number work, and so I called, and this lady answered the phone, and she sounded very happy and nice and cheery, and she said, hello, and I said, hello, my name is Rufka Gannon, I'm calling for John Panzetta, because that's the name that was legally on the piece of paper, Right. so I said, I'm calling for John Panzetta, I'm just calling to let you know that there's no class tomorrow, and she said, oh, are you calling? For my husband, does he have a meeting with your dad? And I said, no, um, I'm just calling to let you know there's no classes tomorrow. And she was confused, and I was confused. And then she said, oh, wait, you're calling for my son. He goes by Cosmo. And <clears throat> at that point, I realized, she told me, oh, you called his home in Florida. And I felt really stupid because I had called Florida, intending to just call students in the local area. And I was talking to this woman who was clearly the mother of the student that I called. And so I felt really kind of dumb, but she said, um, yeah, everybody there calls him Cosmo. And, um, she goes, uh, she goes, he knows you. And I said, no, he doesn't. And she said, no, yeah, yeah, he knows you. And I said, no, no. Cause I, for the life of me, I could not remember anybody that she was talking about. And she said, no, he goes by Cosmo there. She's like Cosmo, everybody there calls him Cosmo. And I said, st- Sat there for a second, and I vaguely, vaguely remembered this little Italian dude talking to me at the seminary about the name Giovanni. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I remember, and she said, yeah, he thinks you're so beautiful. And that (laughs) stopped me for a sec, and I was like, uh, and it was awkward for me. Not for her. Now that I know her as well as I do, it was totally not awkward for her. Right. But she's like, yeah, he thinks you're so beautiful, and so I just said, um, okay, well, if he has any questions and he would like to know uh, what's going on, or if you would just let him know that there's no class tomorrow, and she's like, okay, because that's just how Joanne is. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No problem. And <clears throat> and so then when I got off the phone though, I remember hearing. Uh, the Holy Spirit say to me this is the one or I got off and I thought just that's the dumbest thing ever and she, and I heard the Holy Spirit say this is the one and then I thought that's the dumbest thought I've ever had and so then I went to my dad and I said hey so I told him what I had accidentally done or whatever and I said I, I accidentally called this guy's mom and he's like that's okay yeah no problem no problem he's like he's a really nice guy he's funny he's this and I'm like okay and He said you should come to the seminary and meet him i was like uh no he's like come on you should come you should come to the seminary and i said what am i supposed to do walk around the seminary with a big sign that's like hi i'm single i'm looking for a husband (laughs) which i wasn't looking for a husband but um i mean it would have been nice if god sent the right one but i wasn't like out there you know thumbing like (laughs) hitchhiking like hitchhiking looking to be picked up by a man thank god um but uh and so anyways and so i was like yeah okay whatever so um but i had started working for my dad to score and help him grade papers and so i was going to the seminary and i was working in the library um working on stuff so yeah
0: so then so then uh like a week later uh i you know i had this class dr gannon in the morning. And and when I walk out of the class, I'm standing in the in the hallway and I'm talking. There's a group of us guys that are in our early twenties that hung out a lot. And uh, so we're talking and everything and my friend Mark comes up to me and he goes, Hey, don't turn around now He said, But Rivka's here. So now I know she's here. So now I've I'm cognizant of that and I have to I do the thing where I'm gonna pretend that I don't know and I'm gonna accidentally see her. So now I, I'm I'm really really yucking it up and apparently she can she notices that Every
1: girl notices when a guy notices them but is pretending not to notice them.
0: Right. And I didn't know that cuz Right, cuz you're a guy. Cuz I'm a guy. Okay. So, um so I'm yucking it up and by the time I turn around Well,
1: I thought in that moment I saw what was happening. you were like ha 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 with your friends and I was just like <laughs> I just watched and I was like, "Okay, whatever." And I turned around and I left.
0: <laughs> so I turned around and she's gone, right? So so then I I go home and I'm in my little apartment, and I'm, I am I would study on a – I'm sitting on a lawn chair. I'm reading a book called Two Worlds by Odin. I still remember it vividly. and um,
1: The things you remember.
0: Yeah, these little details, they're etched in my memory. Like when she says she couldn't remember me, I literally – I could close my eyes after I'd met her that one time in November. I could close my eyes and see her face. I could see her smile. And no one had ever left that kind of impression on me. And uh, so – um so i'm sitting here and i have a lawn chair in the middle of my little living room that i sat on and i would study and my friend mark calls me because he and i worked in the library but i was off that day and he calls me and he's like hey what are you doing and i'm like uh studying he's like well good thing you're not studying here and i was like why and he's like because you'd be distracted and i said is rivka there and he said yep and i said man i'll be there in five minutes Uh, And so I got in my car and I went to the library. I never studied in the library because I couldn't get anything done in the library. I would just walk past table after table and just talk to people at each table. And so I never went there. It was the most inefficient, unproductive place for me to study, Um, but I was going on this day. So as I'm driving there though, I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to think how I'm gonna start a conversation. How am I gonna, like, what am I gonna say to her to start the conversation? And then I thought, you know what? It is weird. She called my mom. That's a strange thing. Um, and so I can start with that. You called my mom because I know that. And so I go in there. Mark shows me where she is. So I turn the corner. And as I look at her, she looks up at me. Well,
1: the thing. Well, okay, yeah, do go I, for do it. Do I get a second? Yeah. Okay. I love you. So <clears throat> yeah, I love you too. You're just like, you're like, no, I want you to tell your side. And then you just keep going. Um, and so anyway, so then. When I was going to the seminary with my dad, I was like, well, what happens if he comes up and he talks to me or whatever? I'm like, that's really weird. It's really awkward. And he said, well, you can just say, you know, hey, I talked to your mom. And I was like, well, okay, sure. But I knew that he thought I was beautiful and he didn't know anything about me. So that did give me the upper hand. Right. So <clears throat> anyway, so we went in. Yeah, so
0: I turned the corner to say, hey, and I, I'm going to see her by accident which I know she's there, and uh, and so my opening line is going to be, "Hey, you talk to my mom." But instead, she looks up at me and says, "Hey,
1: you, I I talked to your mom."
0: And I was like, "Yeah." And so now I'm sitting down. I sit down, and she she says, "I sit down across from her at the table."
1: No, we we. we we you were still standing it was instantaneous you immediately yeah. became uncomfortable because i had totally stolen your line you did not yeah, know what yeah. to say you were verbally stumped which is big for you and so you 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 couldn't you <laughs> can couldn't you think. tell we've
0: been married 25 years now right? yeah
1: and so you you were like uh and i sat there because i saw it on your face and i i thought it was funny because a girl knows uh-huh. when a guy's trying right and so you're like yeah and so then you said to me because you didn't know what to say at that point so then you're like Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I told her I co- I talked to her about you because I told her you had this really cool name. Yeah, and I was like, really okay, because I knew why he had talked to his mom, and I knew he thought I was beautiful. So he was just making it about you know, because he thought to you thought to yourself, why in the world would I have talked to my mom about her? So you had right. To come how up would with why it.
0: would she? <clears throat> how would she know that? Like. Yeah, how do I explain that that she talked to my mom? I I, I was
1: that you talked to your that mom I talked to my mom me. about her.
0: How why, why would I how would I explain that? So the I quickly was like, "Yeah, yeah, I I told her I met this girl with the most unusual name. Her name's Rivka." Uh and uh, and so she And I just
1: went, "Oh, okay. All and right." And she's I sitting here. Her. I, I had knew.
0: no look, I had no idea, which it's no surprise to me. But I had no idea that my mother had said had let the cat out of the bag. That, I mean Yeah,
1: your mom is awesome. She was awesome. She was like a wealth of information. Yeah, she just like, offer just, it all up. Yeah. You were like, you didn't even have to throw that bucket down that well. It just came <laughs> right Yeah. She up. was
0: like, he thinks you're beautiful. Well, I'm I'm thankful in retrospect that she did uh that did she did say that, but I would have been mortified in the moment had I known that because Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: Well <clears throat> so anyway. So. so we
0: talked for a little bit, but then I had to I had to keep up the the facade. the facade that i was there to study so i, I went, was
1: grading papers yeah so
0: i went and sat at another table and uh and so then the next day i'm working in the library and here she walks into the library and i go and i go oh you're here again and she said
1: yep i'll be here no 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 no, yeah? no that's not what happened what that's not what happened the reason i said that is because you guys were up you were working i was working you and mark, mark and ed no, not, Ed, another not guy, Ed, it was
0: another guy, a red All right. head guy. All
1: right, so you and Mark were out there running the counter for the library. Yeah. And, um, and I know that you're there, and I know that you're into me, I'm, but I'm sitting there ignoring you. So I was finishing grading the papers, and so you had not come over and talked to me or anything like that, which is fine. But I bring up the papers, and I give you guys your grades, your, oh, your that's paper. Oh, right. that's right. I give right. you guys your papers, and you're like, hey, so uh, – you're here again today. And I looked at you and I said, "Yep, yeah, I'll be here every day. Oh, and man. I walked away.
0: Oh, man. That was music. That was music to my ears. <laughs> so that meant if she was gonna not be...
1: anymore, though, I think if I said to you now, yep, I'll be here every day. You'd be like, what? Why? What did I That's do? That's not
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. So now, you know, like I said, I was only in the library if I was there to work. I didn't study in the library because it was I was not efficient there. But now she's going to be there every day. Guess who else is going to be there every day? I'm going to be there every day.
1: And that's so when his grades began to plummet.
0: They did not plummet. And so the next day I come in and she's sitting at a table with
1: this Don't girl. don't use names. I'm not going to say her name. All right.
0: Anyway, this girl. <laughs> that would just that I was like, "Uh" This girl will never stop talking. I'll never get a window to get over there and talk to her. And uh, and so I, uh, so that's I sat. That's probably what
1: every guy felt like when you were sitting down talking to me. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that was their frustration. They never got a shot. Um, and so finally, so-and-so left, and I was like, ah, breathing room. So I go over, and I sit at Riv's table, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I just need a study break. And she's there studying as well. Because
1: I'm taking my scuba diving exam.
0: Right, right, right. So she's taking her scuba diving exam. So I said, what are you studying? And she tells me.
1: Scuba diving.
0: Right. And so so you can tell this part.
1: So I'm sitting there and I'm studying Um, because my intention was to travel and I loved the ocean and I loved dolphins and I wanted to do something where I could. Um, scuba dive, work with dolphins, whatever. I just didn't want to live in a city. Like I just wanted to be someplace near the ocean. Or if I couldn't do the ocean, then I was going to do like a horse ranch, like Mm -hmm. just not the city. And I had grown up going to the Greek islands and Israel's coastal. And so um, anyway, so I was taking my scuba diving exam and you came and you sat down and you said, what are you studying? And I said, oh, I'm studying scuba diving. And you looked at me and you said, oh, no, I could never do that. Which I thought was really interesting because most guys, at least when they were talking to me, were all about boasting themselves up. Or is that how you say it? Boasting?
0: Building. building Puffing up. Puffing
1: up. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, me and my car and me and how the, oh, yeah, I do this. And and so he says to me, oh, I could never do that. And I was like, really? Why? And he just says, which I thought was very funny. He looks at me and he says, well, I'm afraid of big fish. And I just started laughing. I thought it was hysterical because – why are you how could someone be afraid of fish i was Is like even fish? i said
0: even if i said if i'm in the water and even a little fish like brushes by Lord me i think i would way. freeze up like you
1: go to the beach correct you know but i'm
0: terrified of the fish i don't want the fish to touch me like and so i argument well but i would stay in the place where the feet we're just the little minnows i don't go to the deep in the in the ocean that's not if my feet can't touch the ground I'm not so there. So you're
1: definitely in the shallow end. I'm definitely
0: in the shallow end. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely in the shallow. There's no way. If, 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 I mean, it's so, I hate it. When we were, anyway.
1: Anyway, so anyways, that's, that. and you were like, oh, and so we started talking yeah. about that. And then um then he had to go and he his great line his <laughs> fabulous line was hey we should do lunch we have great, great conversations, conversations. <laughs> and that was so smooth but it instantly made me a little uncomfortable, so I immediately looked at my watch, which was not there.
0: It was a bad sign like, when you say, "Hey, maybe we could go out for lunch sometime. We have really great conversations." And, like, and um, she looks down at her wrist that has no, no watch. watch. This on is it. A, this is like, not a good sign. Um.
1: But the only reason I got uncomfortable is because I actually had a date with somebody else, uh-huh. and but nobody from the seminary. And so I was kind of seeing this guy, but I was like dating around, you know. And so I was trying to figure out. How how to either get out of that date or move that date or whatever and so i didn't want to do dinner because i didn't know you hardly at all so i said sure i think it was going to be after the easter break that we went on Mm -hmm. our first it was
0: that's that's exactly right right.
1: because then that was a because you were going away
0: yeah 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 so she gave me her phone number and uh 417-886-7374 it's out of commission now. It's
1: amazing what you can remember, and it's amazing what you forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs>
0: so, um, so that weekend I was going, my friend Mark, uh, his dad was a pastor in Wichita, and he's actually the pastor at that church in Wichita now. Um, and so we were going that weekend uh, to his parents' house, to his family's house. And, and so while we're there, um, I had her phone number, so I was going to call to line up when we were going to go out, and and uh, so I call her house, and her mom answers the phone, and her mom says, and I'm like, I asked for Rivka, and she said, well, um, she's not here, but it's, she goes, it's after nine o'clock. And normally she's not allowed to receive calls after nine o'clock. Okay, so this her- is
1: the old days, right? Where you have the one landline. Yeah. And so even when we were in full time ministry in New York before Israel, before cell phones, my dad had this rule you don't call our house before. Or, or after, or after nine o'clock, unless it's an emergency, which is good because then people get like good night's sleep. So you know, as a teenager, it was annoying. As a young adult, it was annoying. But as an adult, I think my father was a genius.
0: Yeah, as a, I see, I grew up with a bit of anarchy where I could. I could go to sleep. Yes. You like
1: we grew up in completely different <laughs> like lines. I could go to sleep when like, I world wanted culturally. Uh, uh,
0: once I was a teenager. There was like
1: and... n- it was like hardly any parenting that went on. Like they were there to make sure your food, clothed, and safe. Oh no, they and did not And then great. you like you like lived your life and your mom was like, You're the best all the time. She's awesome. Yeah, she was great. She was great. <laughs> she was your mom. Yeah. And so um but so in my get... world we had structure. Right. So rules here's the deal. So and I... safety. So her mom's telling me
0: like so, this is weird for me because she's twenty three and I'm, 22, or I'm not twenty two, or you're twenty two and I'm, 22. you're almost twenty three. That's right. So I'm twenty one, she's almost twenty two, and I'm. But
1: it was their house. I get it,
0: but I didn't. I didn't mentally still get it at the time. So I was young and came from a different different background. So it was weird to me. But her mom said normally she can't receive calls after nine, but her dad is out of town. He was in North Carolina teaching, and so. She's, so
1: while the master's so, away, we can play. So she
0: said. So you can call back. She's at, she's over with her friends uh, now, but you can call back at you know at ten or something like that. So I call. I call back. So when
1: I got, yeah, because back then, you no know, cell phones. Like, there's no way of getting a hold of me. No. I just get home whenever I get home. Right.
0: And we start talking.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we're a solid hour on the phone. I'm using my parents' calling card. That I don't know if anybody
1: me. can tell, but we never have a hard time talking. Yeah.
0: She, and she had been, you'd been watching a few good men with your friends. and uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was
1: with Amy Hayburn. Great
0: movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, we're gonna to have to probably split this into two parts. I think.
1: I think anything we do is gonna to have to be split. Um.
0: So. So. I mean. And I, maybe none of it cares about all these little details. But you asked the question, Antonio. How's
1: Antonio's face doing?
0: Huh? He's all right. It is three eleven. So. Okay. It's so. Um. So.
1: Oh, we could just pick up at a yeah, different yeah, time. Yeah. 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 Be
0: the road to engagement. The road to engagement. So. Um. You can do it. however So you I time call time. her, and and we're talking, and 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 it's funny. Um. Uh, like her because
1: know. I'm talking a lot. It my mother is becoming anxious. Yeah, because she doesn't trust that I have say discretion. all the right things. Right, right. because probably you know I, I I understand that now as a mom of five kids, two adults, and then an older teenager and younger kids. Like you just never know what they're gonna say. Right, and there were things about me that I'm sure she would have loved to have kept under wraps. And so she came into the room and she's like, "Hey," and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Don't, don't tell him all your dirty laundry." And I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." So she leaves my room, and he goes, "What'd she say?" And I said, "Oh, she told me not to share all my dirty laundry." <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, so we're talking, and then she goes, um, and again, I'm using a calling card because it's just lo- when you had long distance calls. Um,
1: that's right. Because in my mind, I think I should be in my room, but I'm not. I'm in my dad's office because that's where the phone is. Ah,
0: okay. So yeah, so I'm 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 uh and I so she goes wow we've been on the phone for like an hour, um this is gonna get expensive so I think that she's she's kindly, um releasing me you know saying goodbye so that she can get off this long phone call, and she goes she goes this is gonna get expensive she goes um, um I should we should hang up and I should call you back so that so that uh, we basically split the bill which was really really thoughtful. But it was super like encouraging to me too. I will
1: say, I will say, I never paid that bill. My dad paid that bill. Undoubtedly. So it I wasn't didn't pay mine. so generous of me. I was just thinking of, you know, well, that's hey, fine. my daddy can fit the bill. Let's go. But you just were being thoughtful ahead.
0: toward even my parents because they were paying for mine.
1: Oh, well yeah. Yeah, it's okay. their
0: calling card. And so uh and so but but You should but,
1: thank my dad though. I have because of him.
0: I'll thank him again. There you go. So Um, so, so that's the thing is, you know, when now it's not that she's just trying to, you know, when someone's trying to get out of a conversation, she's not, she's actually enjoying it enough that she wants to call back. So this is highly encouraging. I felt
1: pushed, like not by you. No, no, no. (laughs) I felt pushed by the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay. It was like that, like not by you. Ah. You don't push me, but I felt, I felt pushed by the Holy Spirit to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Right. It wasn't like, um, I think for you, it was like butterflies and rainbows. Mm. And for me, it was more like a just keep moving forward. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't cl- classify it as butterflies and rainbows, but fireworks. But you were skipping. Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was fireworks, but not butterflies and rainbows. That doesn't mean. But do we
1: much. can pause there and do. And
0: go to our first date.
1: Yeah, next time. Because
0: our first date was on Tuesday, That's... April the 1st.
1: Yeah, April Fool's Day. <laughs> perfect
0: 1997 yeah
1: that's how my life rolls
0: (laughs) I remember it was such a great day I thought please lord don't let this be an April Fool's joke yep yeah it was great all right well so so that's what that's that's the the beginning of us uh kind of
1: that's our meeting yeah and then it's like what Antonio says the next part will be the road to engagement which is like the road lasted like five minutes so the
0: question is have we lost all our viewership now or listener, shit. No one right? has to listen. Yeah. yeah.
1: you listen. Yeah, no. You'll put it on like.
0: No, that's not true. I struggle to listen to myself.
1: If your mom like... were still around, my... she'd listen.
0: Undoubtedly. My, my, my voice in my head, for all of us, it sounds different than it sounds outwardly. And whenever I hear myself, uh-huh. uh, it drives me crazy how high and nasally my voice is. Yeah. That must yeah. be hard. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I think that's that's it for now and, and
1: we'll we'll do, uh, next time
0: we'll do the rest so hey and and uh, so make sure that you send in if you have any questions uh, things that that you want to have discussed uh, you know we we want to be able to, to do that and and so you can either you can send a, an email with the questions to podcast at shalomaz.com, podcast at shalom or you can actually send a text message as well and, uh, and so that text message number is uh, 602-903-6565, 602-903-6565, and you can text a uh, any questions that you have, and then, and then those will get uh, thrown at us uh, in the randomly. future, randomly, and uh, and There's, so yeah. and we'll hit them as much as we can, as much as we're able to. All right. um, and uh, all right, hey, thanks so much. Thank you, Mazel Mazel. Shalom, shalom.